Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode season two, <laughs> episode three of yeah. Friday Sharpeners, the Boss Hunting Podcast. My name is Jack Slade. I'm here with James Want, John McMahon, and the inimitable Gary Lowe. How are you, Gary? I'm all right. I'm, I'm, digging, I'm digging the title. I'm digging yeah, the title. Yeah, I am as well. It's actually 10.30 on Friday morning, which is earlier than we usually do this podcast. But this week, we've got something special on this afternoon, so which precludes us from casting. Yes. It's yeah, our... Famous bushfire raffle, which has actually exceeded all expectations. It has. It currently sits at one hundred five thousand three hundred dollars raised um, at last, that, and that's with it ninety minutes to go. I mean, actually eighty-seven ever, minutes to go. Was there ever any doubt that we would deliver? I was. I'd, I would have been happy with fifty. I reckon. And I think by the end of the first forty-eight or twenty-four hours, when we hit twenty, we were like, "Oh, wow, we we're actually going to do this." Yeah. Yeah. this. <laughs> Whoa! Um, and I, I was a bit worried. I, d- yeah. I don't think we were all. We really doubted it, but. It was definitely like we just, it was unprecedented. You know, we didn't yeah. know, we had never really asked the audience to engage with this and, you know, come, Reach to, come to the wallets, table, you know, yeah. for, for, this sort of, for this sort of thing. And everyone seems to have got around it. So. But I mean, it's a good cause. And also, if you were interested in donating money, why not win something at the same time? Yeah, exactly. Or have the chance to win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody could win. There are a few people who could win all, 10 pri- all nine prizes. Yeah. All one, 10. one bloke's bought 40 tickets thus far, which is. So he'll win yeah, the special prize. As well as, or theoretically, the special prize and, and could, all prizes. win all the <laughs> other prizes. <laughs> Imagine that. Amazing. Yep. Same bloke again. Yep. Same bloke again. Wow. But no I mean, fun. fair play to him. He's bought two grand worth of tickets. Like, yeah, that'd be a real G up, but it'd be quite funny. Well, so he's got a one in 50 chance, I guess, of winning something. tickets. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, we did talk about drawing the raffle on this podcast, which we realized we're going to be so slammed with that this afternoon that we decided just to get the podcast out of the way this morning. Uh, and then if you listen to it before then, you can... Know to go and jump on the live stream, which will be going up at 5 p.m. this afternoon. And if you're listening post after the fact, then I guess we'll, uh, yeah, congratulations to all the winners. Indeed. I think we've spoken about the raffle kind of ad nauseum. So uh, let's talk about, and you'll see it online this afternoon, the big raffle draw. Let's talk about Conor McGregor early this week. All right. How so to go down, Gazman? Spectacular return to form. Well, obviously, <laughs> there was, okay, there, there was like a, a massive indication that. It was like, oh shit, he's serious because a there was no meets like regular circus antics that he was usually, you know. Yeah, he was just focused eyes on the prize. Yeah, like he didn't throw like a dolly at cowboy's horse or yes. <laughs> like or anything, and he bulked up considerably. Um, and then even even up uh, up until like the day before, during the, um, during the media sort of appearance and everything, and he just there was nothing, no, yeah. no shit talk, nothing. I think he realized if he if he. Did that again as he, you know, as his usual mo is, and then lost. There'd be no coming back. Yeah, you know, but like yeah, gone. that too. But also, I don't know. I feel like this time round, it was more for him and his own personal desire than it was for anything else because he's made so much money outside of the ring because the UFC pays a lot but doesn't pay that much. But the return was spectacular. So he just stormed the octagon and like in the span of forty seconds. Mm. Just, just really, it was just clinical. It was I mean, clinical. in terms of Conor McGregor, this phrase is probably a bit ill, but I um, I find him to have the most punchable face in the fucking world at the moment. <laughs> like, I just unfortunately, if you tried to punch him <laughs> in the face, he'd destroy you. He hit me with his left. Um, I just really think that you know, three three years ago, like as he came up, and you know, when he first hit UFC, like everybody just loved him, mm-hmm. and now I'm just, you know, I watched in the King's Cross Hotel. I walked up. On Sunday, surrounded by fucking Irish people, like they just obsess over the guy, and yeah. I just, I feel like he's just had such a huge fall from grace, like yeah. all this stuff tied up with bloody 
allegations of sexual assault, yeah, sexual assault yeah. and punching sh- old codgers yeah, in a pub. punching old codgers in the pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. you know, and father is a good person. Yeah, I just, no. I just yeah. really, he was what? so liked. You know, a few years ago, yeah. and now he's, so he's such a polarizing character. Even yeah. the people that loved UFC and been watching for a long time, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of bandwagon fans. Even his bandwagon fans are sort of starting to be like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, about I don't this know about guy. this guy. Yeah. yeah, no, but we discussed this on the good person point. I think we discussed this. I think a few months ago. It's when you're such like a top level fighter, you're obviously not there because you're a good person. You're there because you've got some mongrel DNA in you. Yeah, like part you're a of bit of a psycho. Yeah, you're you're built to literally punch another dude until he loses consciousness. I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't think that, that dude's going to be Mother Teresa. Even Mother Teresa wasn't a good person either. But that's, <laughs> that's, a, whole, that's a whole that's a whole other issue. But uh, yeah, in terms of in terms of the fight itself, it was just completely clinical. From the like, As soon as the bell went, uh, Cerrone shot for the takedown. He, he almost landed. He was very close, but he was too square. Yeah copped a knee and then it was just the sh- three shoulder blows. shoulder blows were crazy. Shoulder blows. And everyone's like, oh, he innovated. No one's like, no, people do that. It's a common clinch move. But yeah. he just did it to such a degree and such a force that he fucking broke the dude's nose. It was bleeding everywhere. And then after game that, over head there. kick, a few pepper yeah, with a few I mean, lefts, game I over. I turned around. I was just like, this is it. Oh, yeah. All I wanted to do was see Conor McGregor have the absolute shit beat now. But also, <laughs> Cerrone... happen. <laughs> 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 Cerrone deserved way better. That's that's not how an American hero goes out. Yeah, it's just like, can you just... I was sitting there standing there watching, just like, that's... Yeah, it was sad, wasn't sad it? Day. That's just sav- pure savagery. Just imagine getting fucked in front of your wife, your kid, and your mother <laughs> like that. So, just really... It just, was brutal, wasn't it? It was. And he didn't even get paid brutal. that much. Like, oh, yeah, cool. For the average person, 40 seconds worth of work for 200,000. That's like, you, you can't really fathom that. But even I'm at that point, like, you know I wouldn't take seconds. that. It's, it's, it's six All months of training, training and lifetimes in life. Like yeah, years of course. and years and yeah. years worth of, of but for in, in terms point. of that fight itself, it was just like 40 seconds of, what's the opposite of glory? Shame? No, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. even shame. He, he gave it a go. He, yeah. he's still- Look, I mean, he stepped into the ring with Conor McGregor, which I don't think you could find. Many people who'd want to, yeah. even one percent of the I man think, population. I would think agree there's to do a that. lot of people in the USA lining up like Jorge in in the Masvidal. But yeah. even interesting point, as soon as like the fight wrapped up, you saw him sit down and looked, there was like a hint of concern on his face. I was like, oh, okay. But <laughs> did you see before when they were interviewing him? They're yeah. like, "What interests you about fighting Connor Jorge?" And yeah. he's like, "Money, yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> at least he's transparent." Yeah. Well, exactly. he is the money fight. So Nate Diaz, of course, half of his career earnings. From come from fighting McGregor. Yep. Yep. From losing to McGregor too. The second rematch fight. The first yeah. match he didn't get that much. He got like half a million. Yeah. Second match of the rematch fight where he lost by decision two million. Yeah. He's only made like four million USD for his entire career. Yeah. In terms wow. of USC octagon earnings, but yeah. Wow. Well, you know what else is pretty outrageous this week, James? <laughs> a fleeting comment from you. A little scroll on uh, on social media. My mate Mitch sent it to our WhatsApp group, and I was like, "This is so good." You and I obviously tweaked it just a little bit. Let me just read it from top to <laughs> top to bottom. It's only 60 words, maybe. If yeah. that. It's 1998. You've just whacked GoldenEye into your Nintendo 64. Mum's left you 20 bucks for Pizza Hut delivery. Three mates have been approved for a sleepover and you've got four Rumble packs ready to go. You don't know it right now, but this is as good as life will ever get. I had a look this morning. It's now at 6.7 thousand likes. 190 shares. 4,000 comments. 4,000 comments. Well, it clearly resonates with... Every, it's just so true. It's so accurate. I remember it vividly I from know. my childhood. Probably 98 was about right. Yeah, I would have been nine. It's funny because my buddy Mitch commented on the Mimi's article today, <laughs> but Mitch and I 
used to sit at his parents' house. Neither of us were allowed a Nintendo 64 in our households, but his mum would let us go to Blockbuster on a Friday night and you could oh hire no. the console yeah. from Blockbuster. Oh, my God. And yes. we used to sit there and play 1080 snowboarding. Yeah. And like, and we SSX? would just... SSX? Correct. SSX. Oh, that was a PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. What, I think that's been... 1080 snowboarding. 1080 yeah. snowboarding, was that? And we would play literally until our eyes <laughs> could not be open anymore. <laughs> like, it would just drift away onto the couch. And then the moment that your eyes were open the next morning, like... 6am we're just back straight into it I don't it. Like, think time ever passes so quickly or ever passed so quickly mm-hmm. in my entire life than those those evenings those Friday afternoons sitting there playing Nintendo 64 yeah. like hours six hours would go in the blink of an eye interestingly another buddy of mine Pete Wood wrote on um, commented and tagged a mate Matt and with the game WCW vs NWO, remember the wrestling game? Yes. Oh, oh I love Lord that game. We used to play a lot of that as well, with the Rumble Packs as well. <laughs> I used to play a lot of um, Nagano Olympics on N64. Yeah, interesting. Great game. Yeah. That was 98 Olympics, wasn't it? Winter Olympics? Because uh, Salt Lake City was 02 guy. from memory. Anyway. anyway, that really resonated. And I think, yeah, look, it was just quite I mean, an Australian those, thing, those wasn't numbers. it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's just perfect, isn't it? Like, resonates with every single person that follows boss hunting would understand and enjoy that. And I, it was good to see a lot of games outside of GoldenEye were getting a tag as well. Yeah. GoldenEye was the pinnacle though. Temple, yeah, of co- GoldenEye. Of course. So good. Yeah. So, uh, there were a lot of comments, obviously, people choosing odd job and ruining the night for everybody and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. I was driving in this morning and I saw these like all these 10, 15-year-olds walking up through the streets because it's school holidays, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you'll never have the same, yeah. same summers <laughs> as we used to. <laughs> <laughs> they've all got phones they're like nine years old and they've got phones and they're just texting their mates they just like, yeah. they sit there on the couch and they're just testing each other and they're literally in the same room and it's like there's no there's nothing that unites them all. I mean obviously on social they're united on social media Snapchat yeah, whatever it might be but like yeah. TikTok different. Fortnite you know, TikTok. they go on Fortnite they hear some racial slurs it's all good times that's, that's a new generation now well, um, and I mean we also Kids these days <laughs> <laughs> we, we also did a poll about upcoming consoles this week which is interesting timing um, mm. and we had, a, we had a clear leader. Landslide, I believe. Yeah, landslide. What did it end up finishing on? Sort of 80 Still 20? 80 20. 80 20. Sure, yeah. Lots so of votes. PlayStation, obviously. You know, I think it had upwards of over 4,000 votes last time I checked. It's probably gone up higher than that now. And um, when are both of those expecting to launch? November. November. No firm yeah. dates yet, but both at for November. Right before Christmas. Yeah. Right before Christmas. Very strange. PS5 and the Xbox Series X. I'm really chomping to get this racing simulator set up in the office yeah, so we can have it. people in. I'm pumped. Um, I've got to get onto that. Okay. Speaking of your mate Mitch, who commented on the, um, who sent you yeah. that GoldenEye thing, yeah. he also commented on your Mimi's review yeah. went up last night. Yes. So did. for those who don't know or might not be from Sydney, what's Mimi's? Where is it? What's the hype? So Jack and I went to the new Maryvale. What did they describe it as, Jack? I can't remember. Their, their Magnum. Magnum Opus. <laughs> their Magnum Opus. Their new. Um, Venue at Coogee Pav. For those who don't live in Sydney, Merivale basically owns every good hotel, restaurant and pub <laughs> in the city. And well, I didn't know that until I moved to Sydney. Yeah. And everywhere anyone goes for the it's most Merivale. part is Merivale. Yeah, it's from, like 86 from, venues or something now. Probably from the Newport to Coogee. <laughs> to Coogee, anywhere from, yeah. And, yeah. and Justin Hems, the owner, is a billionaire now. He um, flies his seaplane from, yeah, from Vaucluse at his house up to the Newport. Checks yeah, it out. It takes oh, six minutes. It's a Hollywood operation. Very Hollywood. Just down from <laughs> Pete's old place at Towers Bay. Um, anyway, we yeah we went after six years of sort of being nothing. The middle level of Coogee Pav is open. I as we crested over the hill in the Uber the other day, I said to Jack, I don't think I've been here for five years. 
unfortunately, after eating there. I won't be back for five years. <laughs> I won't be back for five years. No, look, I really enjoyed writing uh, that article, uh, that review. And I think it was a great starting point because, you know, it was expensive, wasn't it, Jack? You know, we, we put it on work and we still, you know, we still thought it was expensive. So expensive. Like, I looked at the menu and the entrees are starting at 35 bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. Up to like 65. Yeah. The mains start at 60 and go up to... Yeah, it's um, hundred. But, li- but like you said in the and article, portions are you can get a, a f- fantastic steak, one of the best steaks in Sydney at Bistro Moncur for fifty two dollars. Yeah, and it's consistent and it hits the nail on the head every single time. I hope it still is fifty two. I should double check that. Thirty five bucks for an entree. Yeah, like sixty eight bucks for the hundred fifty gram, which you of is actually which is I was surprised to hear about from Jack yesterday. It had four slices. It was 150 grams, but on the menu, it didn't tell you how many grams you were getting, which which most no, good I menus mean, would tell she you. She did point that out at the start. She said, how hungry are you? And I was like, <laughs> fire out. She said 150 yeah. grams, and I was like, because uh, I think I usually have a steak that's 250 or 300, yeah. and I was like, half of that. That's still a bit of it's steak. It's not too bad. But mm. it just seemed tiny. Not for $70, though. But also, I actually sh- would have liked to get a little, a little scale out and be like, um, yeah, have actually a Because it's not grams. half, because you're shamed between two, so it's a quarter. Yeah. That's what you have no, to but even, even just the portion of four slices didn't look like 150 yeah, grams yeah. worth of meat. It had some, the horseradish that went with it was nice. Look, it, but it was, it, it was the five cent piece size yeah. of the horseradish. It, it was, was nice. Look, it was nice. But on that point, you know, if we had, I said in that last line, like, I left hungry. If Jack and I had, you know, said, okay, sweet, we Fill will, yeah, yeah we, we will take your recommendation and we will get another main, another entree, and a couple more snacks. It would have been a five hundred dollar lunch easily on and and no more alcohol like, mm. which is really quite crazy. That's for two of you, I can't get my head around that five hundred bucks on and you lunch. You can go to Bray, for example. Yeah, two hundred ninety bucks to do the two ninety for the full tasting menu with matched wines. No, it's a bit more for the matched wines, but yeah, I just it's it's look, it's a hard sell. I think it is a stunning space. Like there's you can't deny that at all. Yeah. No expense has been spared. It is an absolutely beautiful space. The, the outlook is incredible yeah, is. as well. Thing is, you can go upstairs or downstairs, have the same view, yeah. have a nice pizza downstairs, or you can have some antipasti. But well, you do avoid the plebs in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you, you definitely pay a premium for that. Yeah, you definitely do. And there are two other restaurants that have opened on the middle floor there as well: Wills and uh, Uno Mas. Yeah, Uno yeah. Mas. So um, and they look really cool as well. Um, cocktail bars and they've done an incredible job with the space. If you have the opportunity to go and you don't have to get your wallet out, definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> if someone else is paying, 100%. You yeah. got some good uh, good comments on there as well. Gabriella says couldn't agree more with this review. It's got about 5 likes at the moment. Alexandra said everything we said in one review nailed it down to those potatoes. <laughs> so funny when you said to me yesterday, do you have to say naturally in front of the potatoes line? I was like, naturally. I, I like <laughs> naturally, an al dente potato, but these have got to be undercooked, uh, which I thought they were and they were just I mean, it was probably two bucks a new potato as well. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Merivale venues. That was just too expensive for mine. Yeah, it was uh, a nice, nice experience. That in, is that included in the forty nine percent off? Ooh, June alcohol. And you get that bottle of wine, the eighteen thousand dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, for nine grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the DRC Romani. To be honest, if, you, if you're still spending nine grand at a bottle of wine at at dinner or lunch, you're not you're not worrying about the forty nine percent. I actually think that would be under what the what the bottle's worth. So. Um, but who knows? Interesting. The, the offer definitely stands at Burt's. So I would imagine it will stand at Mingus. Wow. Well, maybe there you go. Little, um, ja- maybe we revisit. John, you've hacked it. You've hacked just well. booze, though. The booze isn't, isn't the expensive part. Yeah, I mean, it was, I don't think there was a wine. But if you had, a, if you had a, like a, you know, like really got stuck into a nice bottle of wine and a couple of drinks beforehand or whatever it was, you, you, that could have blown out to $600 a oh, day for the two of you. Could have been a $1,000 lunch if we wanted to. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't yeah, have been like, very hard. 
you could still save yourself 500 bucks. I mean, we could have done the bump of caviar with the vodka at the start. We could have had a few more snacks. If I'd had a Ruinart rosé, you know, we we really could have had a session. Uh, But it's an interesting spot, though, in Coogee as well, because those with the big big cash to go and enjoy this nice lunch, are they really trekking from the CBD to take their clients out there to, you know, Coogee Pavilion on a Friday? Hard to say. I'm actually really – that's what I was thinking about. I'm really hoping that we see a couple more uh, client events – there you know yeah. i think that could be a nice way to uh experience it mm. you know yeah, as well, opposed I mean, the clientele was all old people it was old so rich old i said like four corpses <laughs> in that article <laughs> like it was as close to that as possible the like only that. young people there with with their parents correct you tell that yeah wow. well, and jack and i but i'm not young so <laughs> before right, anyone says on. it let's sorry yeah, let's um, it. yesterday we had the first of what we hope to be a recurring series um kick off with a fellow called tom williams uh who has a pretty big instagram presence he's owned some fantastic uh old school porsches yeah most of them i think have all been classically black yes. yesterday he brought around to the back lane for this new series we're filming called the back lane or crown lane we haven't really come up with an idea yet for yeah. it, but we'll uh we'll settle on that a little at a later date he's 912 from 1968 yeah so you may know him as paddington underscore outlaw uh which that was outlaw yeah i thought it was out, just otlw i didn't know what that was well for. outlaw so and as we discussed yesterday um tom bought his 930 off magnus walker mm. who if you are into uh, vintage Porsche or Porsche in general. Uh, Magnus is a is a big figure in the Porsche community uh, based out of LA. I actually met him at uh, the Geneva Motor Show a couple of years ago. The nicest guy as well. Gives anybody, like he gave me plenty of time. And um, then we had a drink in the McLaren bar actually a couple of hours later. And yeah, he bought that from Magnus. He has recently sold that. Where do you say? I think he said that went to... Um, Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. Yeah, he said just got off the ship in Hawaii. Yeah. And he has, yeah, bought this 912 uh, 68. It has a very special engine in it, one of five. Left-hand driver, right-hand Left-hand drive. Left-hand drive. Yeah. So we took some photos yesterday, had a chat with him about all things Magnus, all things Porsche, what he's sort of thinking Beautiful with the cars, 912. Yeah. It was an absolutely stunning car. Just taken, just finished two year, a two-year restoration. Uh, it sounded great. And do you know what I really enjoyed? I said to him, obviously I'm a big fan of modern Porsche. I also love vintage Porsche but I said to him are you you know are you interested in in modern Porsche and he said um that he had had that 997 turbo 2010 and he was like I just these are so much more enjoyable to drive because you don't have to be driving fast to enjoy them you know and and I think like there's I you know I can concur with that yeah 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 you know like you've really got to be uh going very fast to you know really have the thing on the rails and he said that he you know really loves driving this old 912 because you know you can be going 80 or 100 and it feels like you're going you're hammering it still have the same experience whereas in a gt3 right these days you're looking at you know if you're not hitting 150 or above you're not going to have a good time really yeah well anyway cool so that's a cool piece of content which we're just sort of finalizing now yeah so if you or anyone you know have any cool cars and you want to reach out just hit me up uh, on email john at luxy.com.au and we can schedule you in and hopefully we'll get uh yeah a bit more regularity behind that and get it created into a facebook watch series for you guys to get around indeed i was just gonna say my old man has a 996 turbo i love the 996 turbo absolutely. which is fun anyway over the over the christmas break i was dri- i drove it up to melbourne 
once. Yeah. And I've having driven all the supercars in the last couple of years, they've got paddle shifters and they're yeah. all kind of auto and the computer does everything for you. It's actually really nice getting back in and like a more classic supercar with a proper stick shift and you really gotta wrestle it a bit and yeah, yeah. crack. It's, it's a lot of fun. Oh so it's, it's like, manual as well. Yeah, it's manual. Yeah. Awesome. And it never gets driven and so I was like, I'll, I'll take it for a I'll, spin. I'll go for yeah. a whirl. Exactly. I love the nine nine six, it's the best. Yeah. And the roof off. Oh, off. yeah, it's Ooh. convertible. I forgot. Yeah. Nice. Gary, yeah. do you want to talk us through um, tomorrow? A very special release is uh, tickling the tonsils <laughs> of Australian males um, <laughs> this long weekend. So here we go. So, yeah, tickling. Australian <laughs> Brewery, uh, Jetty Road, is releasing a very special offering just in time for Australia Day. Um, so it's called King of Spin, and it's brewed and canned uh, in honour of Warney himself. Nice. 6.2%. Aussie IPA. I, Aussie IPA per can. So that's like 1.8 standards per can. Interesting. So verifiably one of the stronger contenders for Australia things Day. that I will crush <laughs> this weekend, this long weekend. But uh, yeah, got to spo- uh, speak with um, one of the co-founders, Blake, yesterday. Um, of Jetty Road, yeah. Of Jetty Road. Very interesting and just very excited to get my lips around that can, you know. just Is he going to send a case over? I will follow up on that. <laughs> you better. I didn't. That I should didn't. have been your first question. Yeah, that should have been. I can't comment on this beer until I taste it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 6.2%. I mean, come on. That's just anything above like a one point. Hopefully it tastes nice, but yeah, I'm all around it. Oh yeah, the flavor profile uh, it's, that's been described, I'll, I'll pull it up right now, but from the sounds of it, it's... Uh, it's going to be a tasty little treat. Yeah, yeah lovely. <laughs> so are you pulling it up or not? <laughs> oh, yeah. F- totally forgot like mid, mid-action. mid <laughs> Just um, goldfish. While he's doing we that. I would pay beer taste like. It's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah, it's going to be yum. Um, while we're doing that, long weekend fe- plans, fellas. Jack, where are you off to? As the minute we press end record on this, I'm heading off to um, Palm Beach for the weekend with a group of 16 friends. Hopefully, the weather holds out a little bit because it's not looking I love great. Our- Jack's probably only got 16 friends in Sydney and we didn't make the cut, James. I did get asked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh there we go. <laughs> it's the end of the month, mate. I'm broke. <laughs> um, Sleep on the couch if you want. I uh, No, nah, look, I, I've got Ed's Hosko's birthday tomorrow, so we're doing something at the uh, Neutral Bay Club, a bit of tennis, a bit of bowling, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to take it That'd easy be nice. for my uh, third weekend in a row, which I'm really enjoying in my uh, old yeah, age. Yeah, we just signed up for a marathon, you and I. Oh, yeah. Is I've that done 5K total training thus far. I'm going to do 16 tomorrow. So I might do 10 tomorrow. You'll get absolutely blind tonight, as you always do on the first night of a, ho- of a, holiday. Of a holiday, and you won't. There's no way. But one of the guys I'm doing the mar- also doing the marathon is going to be there. But so. he's not going to get blind. But he's like a super ultra marathoner. Like he did 100k last year. He'll have two beers and be drunk. Yeah. No, he <laughs> he likes the piss. He just also is a very athletically yeah. gifted young man. I'm like me. Oh well. Um, I think it's it's an, it's frustrating that uh, you're not going to be here for the draw of um of our raffle, but you have to drive this new BMW. X6, which I think looks pretty much better good. looking than the old X6. And having driven it, I've my old, my dad also used to have an X5. Yeah. Um. So I used to drive that a lot when I was in my early twenties, and it drives very similar. I think it's like the easiest day to day SUV on the market. He's got a KN now, and it's more cumbersome. It's still nice. The KNs are nice, but they're just light. They steer, they steer well. They go well. They're quite good looking. The Beamers. The interior is always pretty. Consistent and seamless, and everything connects and works. Mm. 
very nicely. I'll be interested to see how big the X7 is next week compared yeah. to the X6 and what your thoughts are. I think the X7 the is a really nice looking car. I think it's the X7 huge. I, I think I think that the former X6 uh, X6 was honest to god one of the ugliest cars on the road and <laughs> I think that um I think the new one I think that one looks pretty good yeah. and pretty nice in white as I, well. I thought the same thing yesterday. I was like white I wouldn't have picked it. It looks shit hot and the rims look bloody massive and also cool as well. Yeah, yeah I actually just walked past a brand new X7 before I walked into the office this morning. Gary and I were walking along and bumped into Gary who was wearing a shearling coat um, today, which is <laughs> interesting. It was a little, little breezy today. <laughs> it's like a 30-degree day. And, yeah, I was admiring the bonnet of the X7. I think they've done a nice Was it job. covered in dust rain? Yeah, as was yeah. my scooter, which as was, I... As was the X6 last yeah, night. Perfect. Mm. Oh, lucky you Well, that's it. no longer going to be white anymore, is it? No, it's <laughs> brownie white. It's a shame. All right, well, raffle is drawn this afternoon at 5 p.m., Tickets close in one hour and three minutes. Yes. I hope that... I'll do a we final can, check before Yeah, I hope we can just maybe off. get it up to sort of 110 to finish off. But either way, it has been an absolutely incredible effort by yeah. everybody. And well done to any listeners who um, bought any tickets and good luck. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I really hope that some uh, good people get rewarded for their donations today. We've currently so. sold 2,115 tickets for a grand total of $105,750. Oh, so we, we're getting there. Yeah, we, 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 may, yeah. we may get to 110. Yeah, 63 minutes to go. 63 yeah. minutes. Well, big ups to our sponsors as well. Thanks to everyone. Brightling, Viz Las Vegas. Yeah. All the Jag, big dogs. Jack, Renroy. Fenroy, yeah. MD Knives. Yeah, yeah. Beam Suntory. Who else yeah, we missed? Matthew from MD Knives is, is so, so chuffed. And uh, he's, you know, the winner of that gets to design this knife with him, you know. So it's it's That's cool. Uh, Volo Hotels as well for the staycation. Like Remy Suits. I think Remy's going to try. I asked Remy if he wanted to come in and draw it this afternoon. So oh, cool. We may have some people in here doing that. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will be with you. Enjoy the long weekend. We'll be with you again next Friday. Cheers. 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 Signing off. Bye for now.